With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Jim Thomas. Eulvar University Health Board has seen a further 213 new coronavirus cases according to Friday, January the 8th figures. Public Health Wales figures show 109 new cases in Carmarthenshire, 84 new cases in Pembrokeshire and 20 in Ceredigion. The total number of cases across three counties now totals 12,178, that's 8,371 in Carmarthenshire, 1,367 in Ceredigion and 2,440 in Pembrokeshire. There were 2,487 new cases reported throughout Wales, bringing the total number of cases since the start of the pandemic to 165,721. In Wales, there have been 3,857 deaths with suspected links to coronavirus. 56 of those were reported on Friday. In the three counties of Pembrokeshire, Ceredigion and Carmarthenshire, there have been a total of 260 COVID-19 related deaths with six more reported in the Hulva area in the last 24 hours. There have been 18,712 tests carried out since the last report. Police have issued a CCTV image of a woman they would like to speak to over a series of flypost incidents in Tenby attacking coronavirus restrictions. Between December the 20th and January the 4th, signs put up by Pembrokeshire County Council have been defaced by someone flyposting spurious and misleading information. The fly posting, which has damaged the signs, meaning they will all have to be replaced, covered important messaging about the virus and restrictions in place to keep people safe. Anyone with information should contact David Powers Police. The emergency number is 07811 Two people are in hospital, one with serious injuries after a pumping crane tipped over at the Premier Inn construction site in St David's on Thursday. Police said that a 53-year-old man suffered serious injuries and was taken to the Heath Hospital in Cardiff by air ambulance. A Moncton woman has admitted assaulting a policewoman and five female mental health workers. Jolene Probert, 44, of Collie Court, appeared before Connecticut magistrates on Thursday, January the 7th. A van driver must pay £270 after breaking the speed limit on the A40. Benjamin John Lloyd of Clos Pentra St. Clairs drove at 76 miles an hour on the 60 mile an hour limit Bankervellian bypass on August the 29th. Letting magistrates were told on Wednesday, January the 6th. And finally, the first scrutiny committee to meet this year has given its backing to a 5% council tax rise in Pembrokeshire County Council's upcoming budget. Following the announcement of the local government provisional revenue funding just before Christmas, the funding gap facing the authority had reduced, Cabinet Member for Finance said at the Social Care Overview and Scrutiny Committee on Thursday, January the 7th. And that's it. You're up to date with the Pembrokeshire News with me, Kim Thomas, here on Pure West Radio. your friend
talking about? <laughs> Get my pretty name out of your mouth. Well, you're not the same with or without. Don't talk about me like how you might know how I feel. Top of the world, but your world isn't real. <laughs> it was an idea. So go have fun. I really couldn't care less, and you can give it my best, but just know I'm not your friend. Eilish sounding brilliant for Saturday morning. It's a chilly start to the weekend, but a very good morning. I'm Ben Stone, and between now and nine, we've got an hour of sports. And in Pembrokeshire right now, as the coronavirus restrictions continue, I know sport is limited, but we've got plenty to talk about between now and nine o'clock. We delve into the archives and recall when we had a visit to Haverford West of one of the greatest Welsh rugby players of all time. We are previewing FA Cup Saturday with Fraser Watson in the football and there's another round of Welsh rugby derbies coming up today. Gordon Thomas will join us to talk about those. All to come between now and nine. So let's kick off another edition of Pure West Sport. Good morning once again. Welcome to Saturday morning on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport. Another busy Saturday show. There might not be loads of sport going on in Pembrokeshire at the moment, but we'll still find plenty to talk about on a Saturday morning between eight and nine. And kicking things off with me this morning, it's Bill Kahn. Morning, Bill. How are you? 
I'm Ben, I'm fine, thanks. I'm staying safe. I'm making sure that we stay. Mrs. Khan and I socially distanced. We don't go too far from the home. So I'm hoping everyone else is doing the same because there is the coronavirus in in Pembrokeshire. I think that was a bit of an understatement to say there's not much sport going on. <laughs> no, <laughs> but at least listen. we've got the stuff on television to watch. There's some high class stuff there. And we always have got stuff that we can go back and archive and take down walk take a walk down memory lane with people. And this week we're going to start yes. something that we we plan to make a regular feature as well. Yes, on a Saturday morning we're going to be going through the archives and having a look at some interviews we've done over the years and we're kicking off right at the very top of Welsh rugby aren't we this morning Bill? Yeah we've got Sir Gareth Edwards we taped him a while ago uh, I say a while ago it's more than a decade but uh, he came to Hanford West to the Victoria Bookshop Marley who's the owner there is brilliant and he made sure that uh, I went down and interviewed Sir Gareth and what a star man he's so ordinary so humble but such a character, you only got to look at him and he makes you smile. Mm. He's talking about his fishing. He was talking, I asked him about the try, of course, the one that was set up by uh, John Dawes and Tommy David and and co. And he chatted to me about it. And, and you know, he's just so normal, so lovely, brilliant mm. guy. That's coming up very shortly as we go back through the archives. You also need to say congratulations this week to uh, Johnny Thomas, Pembrokeshire Legend, of course. He used to come on our show quite a lot, and we, we spoke yeah, to Johnny, Johnny Thomas right. regularly. Uh, he's just become the new head coach at Worcester Warriors. A tough job yeah. for his first head coach role, but congratulations to him. It's He's a brilliant guy. I mean, I, I count Johnny as a good personal friend. I used to play cricket with him when I was getting on a bit, and he was a talented youngster with uh, Stackpool Cricket Club. He's a very good cricketer as well as being a, a good rugby player. Mm. He's a charmer. His family are lovely. And he deserves the, the privilege of doing that. It's a hard job, Ben, because he's going in on the back of someone leaving. They're bottom of the table. They haven't won a game yet. If anyone can pull him around, it'll be Johnny. And I wish him every mm. success. And I did speak to him two days ago. Uh, and uh, we chatted about sort of Christmas and New Year and his mum and things like that. Um, and I know when the time comes, when it, when he's less busy, We'll have him on to have a chat about rugby and mm. the challenges he faces and what he thinks about the way rugby is going at the moment. So that'll be something to look for. Um, he's from Hendleton, Bill, isn't he? Yeah, his yeah. family used to farm. His granddad, John James, owned Samson Farm. And uh, he, you know, Johnny worshipped him. He, he was uh, a lovely man. Uh, and uh, his mum was a great support for him as well. Uh, uh, Liz, she's... Uh, Still in Pembroke, and but Hunterland is their farm, Samson Farm on the corner of mm. Hunterland. Yeah, yeah. So good luck to Johnny with Worcester Warriors. Yeah. Not an easy job, but it's a it's a really big challenge for him. Should also say as well, we spoke on Monday to an, another Pembrokeshire star, Jordan Hart, all the way from Poland, Hi. top young badminton player, going for the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham next year. The videos on the Facebook page. So if you just do a search for Pure West Radio on Facebook, you can watch that back. But I, I thought Jordan was was excellent, and we spoke to her a lot as well. Well, Bill, and uh, last time I interviewed her, she was 14, so we're going back to 12 years. Yeah. But she, her, her dedication to the game is phenomenal, and she's a real talent. Yes, she is. She's an absolute star. Um, I've saw, I've seen her play since she was a 12-year-old. I knew her mum, Mandy, and her dad, Derek, from youth club days when I was a youth club leader, and they used to go there. And they have provided, as she said, the most immense support. I shudder to think what it's cost them mm. in terms of cash, but in terms of time as well. When she was training for the first time with Badminton Wales, it meant that she had to go to Cardiff every day of the week. 
Now, Derek was away then. He's a long-distance lorry driver. Okay. He spent all the weekend taking them to events and training. But Mandy had that job of driving them to Cardiff every day of the week. To, Phenomenal. To, uh, yeah, and when you think about that, that you know, it's immense strain, not just on, on resources, but on time. What do, you, you know, what do you do when you're in Cardiff? All right, this nice occasion. You can go and have a look at the shops, but you don't want to be doing that every day. And to sit around and wait from, say, you know, 10 o'clock till four o'clock. That's blinking dedication. Mm. And the nice thing is Jordan fully acknowledges that. She's lovely. Oh, she does. Her sister yeah. Lowry is number two in Wales. So they've obviously got something there. But I spoke to Mandy. She was so thrilled. We'd had her on the show. And I said, Mandy, it's a pleasure for us. It's our thrill because we've got a top, mm. you know, prospect from the Commonwealth Games. But it's lovely. We're very lucky, Ben. We've got some lovely people in this country. Indeed. And that video, as I say, is on the Pure West Radio Facebook yep. page. So do have a look at that if you, if you missed it on Monday. Uh, Bill's going to stay with us. We're going to be going back into the archives very, very soon indeed. A few more bits and bobs to tidy up this Saturday morning as well, right here on Pure West Sport. Do you dream of being out on the road, taking in the sights and sounds of Pembrokeshire? Thanks to Fast Track Driving School, I'm free to venture around the county, and now it's your turn. Fast Track is a triple award-winning driving school covering Pembrokeshire, Carmarthen, Cardigan and Llanelli. If you fancy a change of career in 2021, they are also instructor trainers. They even run driving lessons for those as young as 14. Want to learn something new in the new year? Fast Track it. On Facebook at Fast Track Driving School or call on 0333 772 0801. See you on the road. Over 5 million homes are at risk of flooding, yet many people don't realise they're in danger. Even if you've never been flooded before, it can happen to you. Protect your family and home. Prepare, act, survive. Prepare a bag including medicines and insurance documents. Act by moving important items upstairs or as high as possible. Survive by listening to emergency services. Search what to do in a flood and sign up to flood warnings on gov.uk. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. Eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of The Gaming Show on Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio.
Saturday morning, it's Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone and a very good morning. Welcome to Pure West Sport with G&G Builders and plenty to come. It's FA Cup Saturday today in the football. I know a number of games have had to be postponed because of the coronavirus outbreaks at clubs, but there are plenty going ahead. Fraser Watson will join us to preview some of today's FA Cup ties. We'll talk about Swansea's match and also some FA Cup upsets from over the years involving Welsh sides. That will join us shortly. But right now, Bill Kahn is still with me. And Bill, one thing I wanted to mention actually was uh, some really good work that's gone on at Narbeth RFC as they continue to develop the ground during the break because of the coronavirus. The Otters Snack Bar has taken shape and they've had some really, really good support with this work from a number of volunteers and local suppliers. And I know they're still after more support to get this project completed, but it's good to see Narbeth RFC continuing to develop, even though we're in quite difficult times. Yeah, they know they can't stand still. Ben, they're the number, they're premier club in Pembrokeshire, obviously playing in the championship. They know they can't afford to take a backward step and they're always looking to update. The old snack bar was literally like a caravan. I remember. And, and uh, I used to love to go in there because you mustn't tell Mrs Khan this, but I also have a coffee before the game. And they used to sell a little chocolate bar called Freddo's. Yes. And they're 25 pence each. So yes. I have a cup of coffee and four of those thinking well, I make them last throughout the game and they'd all be gone with that cup of coffee. And they were brilliant. But if you go there now, you can see the foundations. That's gone. It's cleared away. The foundations are laid. They've got to go up from that. 
And one of the things about Narva's club is they're well organised on the pitch, but off the pitch as well, they've had dynamic leadership mm. there. I mean, Dorian uh, Phillips was a very good chairman for a double term. I think Dorian Howells, hard worker, is president. And uh, Rob Basher-Lewis, and Rob Lewis, the ex-councillor we know well, we've interviewed, and Rob Basher-Lewis has now become chairman. Yep. And he's got a big pair of boots to fill, but he'll fill them well. And there is an esprit de corps off the pitch there from the ladies who sell the raffle tickets and make a lot of money on a Saturday and still manage to find a prize of £50 for games. Narbeth, like a lot of Premiership clubs, Ben, great spirit and great hoil. And I mm. salute them. And I tell you what, by the time we are back up and running with rugby, that will look super, I'm sure. Yeah, it's good work. Uh, we are going to go into the archives on a Saturday morning yeah. on Pure West Radio. And um, we are kicking off in just a few moments with uh, the time Sir Gareth Edwards came to Haverford West. Going back, it was great because he, he was in the bookshop, wasn't he, promoting his book. And actually, that, that was the, the, the place we would go for interviews. We spoke to Alan Winter, yeah, well, there, yeah, and Eddie Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah. Well, we'll have the Alan Wynne Jones interview sometime. Marley Davis has been great. I was looking back and thinking, you know, who resonates with almost every sports person in the, the country? We had a debate last week, and of course, his name came up there. Gordon had said about Joe Calzaghi, um, but he mentioned Gareth Edwards as well. And and he was a star. I mean, I, I interviewed him, it's on the interview there, I don't want to spoil it, but he talks about that try. Everybody talks about that try. You remember it. Every other, I think sports people in general, not just rugby people, would say they thoroughly enjoyed that. So it's nice to go back and talk to him. And uh, next week, then, we got another treat. <clears throat> we got Rob Jones, the ex scrum half uh, for Wales and the British Lions. I think he would readily admit he started a big scrap in South Africa before the first ever 1999 call came into operation. And uh, they actually won that series by winning the first two tests. It was on telly this week, the second test. And um, he's a character as well. So we're going to look through things like that and bring in some local characters mm-hmm. as well. We've interviewed perhaps 10 years ago or 15 years ago and are no longer playing sport, but great characters. And one or two have passed away and I'm going to ask their families, I know they'll say yes, if they mind us featuring them as well, because we can never forget them. Okay, let's go back into the archives then. And this is uh, when Sir Gareth Edwards came to Haverford West. Uh, yes, I have. Uh, when, of course, uh, we were never professionals. We were amateur players mm. during our career. And therefore, we held out uh, daily jobs. And I was involved with an engineering company. So I spent quite a lot of time down here in um in Pembrokeshire and Milford Haven in particular and places like that. Met a lot of friends, did some work from time to time, tried to uh, uh, establish uh, our our businesses down in this part of the world. And in recent years, I come down, I've I've done a bit of shooting down here and a bit of fishing down here. And I've... um, and I got a timeshare down in St David's, so well, that's uh, pretty good. You're a Pembrokeshire boy, so then. You can I'm, I'm a regular visitor. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, you've just come to sign your book today, now, which is called Great Rugby Moments with Goma Press, and you've got your old pal Aline and Bevan here as well, yeah. who's involved. Are you really thrilled with it? I am. I'm very, very pleased with it, and uh, it's not necessarily a promotional uh, statement, but I, I, I mean, I think the book has been very well uh, put together. I think it uh, the the uh, the, the the press have done a, a Goma Press have done a, 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 a particularly brilliant, brilliant uh, 
set up down there in in Llandisil. And, uh, and of course, just deviating once again, talking about fishing. I spent quite a lot of time down in Llandisil. Yeah. Oh, Therefore, I feel fishing. I have an affinity uh, with the locality. Mm. And I'm delighted with the, with the production mm. of the book and the quality of it all. Yeah. I mean, it's a complete change for you from, you know, being a rugby player and a pundit and, and everybody recognising you. I mean, it looks fantastic. Just the visual presentation, superb. Well, well, thank you. As I said, absolutely delighted with mm. the with the product and how it's turned out. I, I've enjoyed Alan, Wynn and myself enjoyed uh, oh several months putting pre- preparing it and putting it together, trying to um, establish who should be part of it, which yeah. is very very difficult. Um, decided that we would call it uh, great rugby moments mm. as opposed to the greatest yes, rugby morning, yeah. uh, moments. Um, and uh, and quite honestly, we didn't disagree too often. We we did play around with certain moments. Was it more important than this one or that yeah. one? But that is part of putting down your memories on book, yeah. isn't it? And uh, it's been it's been a great exercise. And I've got to admit, uh, Ali Wynn has been a, a pleasure to work with. Can I be honest? I want his job. I really do. That's the job I want. I'd like to get rid of him, really, so I can have that job. I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> but tell me, I mean, you talk about great moments. You'll forgive me for asking, but I got to. The great moment, of course, when everyone talks about rugby in your era is the try, yeah, Barbarians. Well, everybody seems to want to talk about it. Wherever you go around the world, I've got to admit that I've, I, I've never, I never realised at that time, mm. uh, all those years ago, that people would still yes. want to stop me in the street in different countries, mm. dare I say it, um, and say, go on, go on. Yeah. <laughs> and I've almost preempted it now. You say, oh, do you mean the try? You yeah. know? And, and so, yeah, it, it, it was a special moment in the, in the game, and I didn't realise the impact it would have, certainly mm. not at the time. Mm. Uh, but it's been a, a, a pleasure to relate it, I've got to admit. Um, as I said, uh, in several several countries around the world, um, and it doesn't well it doesn't cease to surprise me how much mm-hmm. people still want to talk oh, about gosh. it. When you think and realize how many great tries there's been yes. uh, since then, certainly with the World Cup and what have you, and the quality of mm-hmm. rugby now. Um, that we see and of course are able to see through television yeah, indeed. and um, I can remember a, a moment going back years and years ago when short, Sean Fitzpatrick the great um, New Zealand uh, hooker of course and, and captain told me about how he got up at three o'clock in the morning their time Gosh. to sit on his father's knee to watch that Crikey. match and a, on, a, on a creaky sort of screen yeah. and to watch that game and, and, he, and, and he said Gareth and if I was perfectly honest he said it's, it's what Mind you, he came from a rugby family. Oh, right. But he yeah. said, but it's really what made me want to play rugby, he said. So that, that particular game, that try, yeah. uh, was instrumental. I don't know if we should apologise to all those guys. That's why right, you've got a lot to answer now. But <laughs> from it. Yeah. But anyway, yes, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. I mean, you did say, I mustn't keep you, but you did say about, you know, you played in I'm at the days, um, and now it's full professional. Do you think the game has developed for the better? Well, it's developed. There's no question about it. Yes, and it is for the better. There's no doubt that uh, it's a very demanding physical mm. game. Um, <clears throat> it's it's a tough career for anybody mm. who, who really wants to uh, participate in it and and, and take on to it. Uh, there's no halfway house in the, in this career. Make no bones of that. I've only got great admiration for the players of today. The amount of time, the amount of um, effort that they have to put in mm. to to actually play the game, and it is as we all can see, uh, 
tough, a tough old career. Mm. Um, would I change my time for it? No, probably no. not, because I can look back and realize it was different in our mm. day. We loved it. We enjoyed it in a different way. Mm. We made great friends which have, uh, who have st uh, stood the test of time. And to this day, I've made uh, great friends all over the world. And I'm still enjoying that uh, that friendship. So, Gareth, it's lovely to talk to you. I can keep you all day. But you've got people downstairs. I'd better want to have your book signed. Thanks very much. My pleasure. Thank you. So Gareth Edwards there talking to Bill Kahn in Haverford West. We, we reckon, or maybe 2008, actually, that, that interview was recorded and it, it's come across really, really well. A good first step into the archives there, Bill, for a Saturday morning. Yeah, I think the book was entitled something like um, Some of the Great Welsh Tries. He said in the interview, he didn't want to call it the greatest because that's a judgmental thing. But he, he just picked it as the Great Welsh Trace. The photography in it, amazing. Mm. And, you know, it, I, I always remember there used to be a, a reporter in Pembroke Dock, a well-known, a doyen of Pembroke reports called Vernon Scott. And when I started off, he was a great help to me and we got to be good friends. And I always remember him saying, me, Bill, you just remember there's a lot of mileage and nostalgia. And he's right. Mm. We all like to look back. We all, I mean, I still like to look back at old press cuttings or when I was playing cricket or table tennis. And, and scoring runs or, or winning something in table tennis. And it's nice to look at it. And you look at the people you played against and with. That's the nice yeah. thing with them. So, yeah, we'll enjoy doing that, won't we? OK, yeah, we certainly will. We're back in the archives next Saturday, same time. Uh, Bill, you enjoy your sporting Saturday. Fraser is with us in a few moments, looking ahead to some of the FA Cup football that's happening today. Enjoy your sporting weekend, Bill. Thank you for being with us today. That's a pleasure. Can you just tell Mourinho to try and play a bit more attacking football? He's <laughs> dreadful against Brentford again. He should, he should do it, Marine, tomorrow. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Bill. Have a good Saturday. Ta da. Oh, I can see the future coming to you. Crying with the sadness in lives. And I can find a faith in days I've wasted. Been around enough to feel alive. And when the world
Sounding good for Saturday morning. Take that and these days on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. Thank you to Bill Kahn. We'll have another archive interview on Pure West Sport with G&G Builders at the same time next Saturday on the show. But right now we're going to talk to Fraser Watson because last night was an amazing night for Aston Villa's Mark Delaney. He's from Goodick, of course, played for Carmarthen Town, Cardiff City and Aston Villa. And last night he stepped up from his role as the club's under-23s manager to take charge of what was an incredibly young Villa side that actually managed to push Liverpool all the way in the FA Cup before going down to a 4-1 defeat. And Fraser's going to look back on that. And, and tell us a bit about Mark Delaney, because last night was some occasion for him, Fraser. Absolutely, Ben. And his coaching career has very much mirrored his football one. Very much an understated um, you know, player. Superb career when you look back on it. Went on to play, as you say, Cardiff City, joined Aston Villa, played over 150 games for Aston Villa, played in FA Cup final, 36 caps for Wales. He captained them as well. And he's very much someone who likes to keep in the background. And, and since 2007, he's been involved at Aston Villa as an academy coach, now under 23 coach. And he's done great work with the club's youngsters there. You speak to anyone in and around Aston Villa, they can't say highly enough of him. You know, he, he's not one to sing from the rooftops. He's not on social media. He's just gone about his work quietly. But I'm not sure he'd be able to do that so much now. He was right in the spotlight last night and, and, and he showed as well he showed up didn't he and so did his players the, the players are magnificent because Jurgen Klopp named a pretty strong Liverpool side against basically what was left of Aston Villa's academy because the first team are isolating so are some of the, the more senior under 23 players so it was youngsters that were left what, what do you think Delaney would have said to them before the game I mean it come about so suddenly. And I think that was probably a good thing for them. You know, I don't think you want a one, two week build up to a fixture against the Premiership champions, do you? It was a case of throwing them straight in. I think the way they played probably mirrored what he said to them. They went out and gave everything, didn't they? You know, that they, they thought you could see they were out on their feet in the second half. But even when those three quick fire goals came around the hour mark, it went 4-1 Villa. I feared then you could go on to get a 5-6-7-1 result, but they dug in. And in the end, they fought and one was more than respectable. And what a moment as well for young Louis Barry as well. Oh, 17 years of age, equalising against Liverpool in the FA Cup. Whatever happens in his career now, it's a moment you'll never forget. But... 
it could change his life, Ben. You know, you know how football works these days. That would have been spotted, and it wouldn't surprise me if there's inquiries at Villa Park about him in the next couple of days. But no, Mark really conducted himself well, I thought. You know, both the way he spoke before the game and afterwards as well, and his team did him proud. Oh, they certainly did. There would have been some Pembrokeshire eyes watching him. I know his family are still local, aren't they? Big Pembrokeshire family. I'm sure there was a lot of pride in, in Delaney taking charge of Villa last night. Oh, absolutely. Nigel Delaney, you know, well known for his work as coach with Goodick, been very successful there in the last couple of years. His boys as well, Scott and Matty, been pivotal players for Goodick. Um, Matty's actually just signed for Carmarthen Town too. And of course, um, Nigel's father, Mike Delaney, was heavily involved in Mark's career and, and Nigel's and his grandson. So, Yes, they're well known in around Fishbone Good again. I think they had plenty of attention on Twitter last night as well. But no, proud moment for them and everyone involved. Well, had Aston Villa pulled it off and at half time, I did wonder if they were going to, it would have been one of the, the all time FA Cup shocks. It's FA Cup weekend this weekend and there's loads of fixtures. And I thought we'd just have a quick look about how some of some Welsh sides have done in the FA Cup over the years. And you picked out one or one or two cup upsets for us, Fraser. One of them you were actually at. I was, and it's so sad looking back and now the great contrast in, in excitement and interest to now almost, mm. you know. But yeah, I was at, uh, as a young boy, Swansea City against West Ham United, three division gap back at the time in, in 99. We actually were drawn away, which a lot of people forget. We drew one all within mm. three, four minutes of winning at uh, Upton Park. Julian Dix, if you remember him, with a late free <laughs> kick, squirmed under Roger Freestone and we thought that he'd broken our hearts. But no, they came back to the Vetch on a freezing night, over 10,000 in there which was a full capacity in those days. And, and Martin Thomas, I think, scored a first-round goal and we held on. But we shouldn't overlook some of the other Welsh clubs as well. We've had some iconic moments. Cardiff City 2, Leeds United 1, the famous Sam Haman walk yes. around the pitch. Scott Young's late goal, you know, brilliant scenes at, at what was Ninian Park then as well. And perhaps the most famous one of all, Ben, if we go back to... a I think it was 1992, Wrexham against Arsenal at the, at the race mm. course, you know, and a star-studded Arsenal and, and Wrexham winning 2-1 with a late Mickey Thomas free kick. And, and and those were the days when when the FA Cup meant so much to these top sides. You know, you, you look at the side that Arsenal brought down to the race course that day. There was no going easy. Mm. Seaman played, Dixon played, Winterburn, O'Leary, Adams, you know, Paul Merson started, Alan Smith. These are iconic names in Arsenal's history, yeah. you know, and, and those days a cup upset really meant something and, and there were special times and you speak to fans at those games or just fans of clubs at that time and they'll recall them you know they were famous mm -hmm. days and and you you contrast that with a couple of years ago in Newport County I think it was 2019-20 it was competition beat Leicester City 2-1 now that should have been a monumental result you know Leicester only two years off the back of being premiership champions Newport at the time again three years below and 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 it passed with barely a whimper because it was a second-string Leicester team. They didn't really go all out. They are out of form. And that's the sadness of it now. I don't think we'll see scenes like we did, you know, those days again of the shots we just mentioned. OK, Fraser, stay there. We will continue on FA Cup Saturday to talk about the football. And Swansea City are away to Stevenage today. We'll have a look at that and some of the other ties. And we'll just see whether or not third on Saturday is going to produce any FA Cup upsets. That's coming up next for your Saturday morning on Pure West Sport. Do you need a cash loan? Loans at home could help. We offer loans of between £100 and £600 and have over 60 years of experience of helping people in the Pembrokeshire area and beyond. Go online at loansathome.co.uk to get a decision in principle now. 
Compare the price of home collected and other cash loans available in your area at www.lenderscompare.org.uk. Representative 466.4% APR. Loan subject to affordability. Welcome to the VC Gallery Bridge Street, Haverford West. A gallery that belongs to the community. You may have seen us on Bridge Street while out and about in town. On your first visit to the gallery, you'll find that instead of being devoted to the metropolitan art scene, we're devoted to you and your community. Sure, you can find professional works from talented local artists, but what we're most proud of is the art on display from our own veterans and members. When you arrive, be sure to step upstairs and experience our year-long Art of Remembrance exhibition. Find us at 26 Bridge Street, give us a ring on 01437 765 873 or find us on Facebook. The VC Gallery Bridge Street, the gallery that belongs to you. Happy New Year!
Saturday morning on Pure West Radio with the Kooks. I'm Ben Stone. Welcome to Pure West Sports with G&G Builders. You're very welcome to the show. We're talking football on FA Cup third round Saturday with Fraser Watson. Looking back on some of the upsets just now that Welsh sides have been involved with. Swansea will be hoping to avoid one today. They go to Stevenage at three o'clock. And just wondering, Fraser, will Steve Cooper be approaching this one looking for a win or would he rather have had a league game today and actually not had to think about playing a cup fixture? Comments were interesting this week, Ben. He said he would make changes. I think that's inevitable, but he wants to keep momentum going as well. He said the whole squad will travel down there. There'll be no easing up on that. So he is going down with intentions. Firstly, Ben, I think in the back of his mind, this won't be the priority. You know, he'll be thinking, Barnsley, seven days after this. Um, It's it's sad almost this year that the FA Cup has almost become a hindrance because of the packed Mm. schedule, because of the no fans. I know obviously you'll have a keen eye on Marine against Spurs, which would have meant so much more if you could have packed a local crowd in there. But no, I think he'll give fringe players a chance this afternoon, you know, despite the notion of coming out. He'll want to win it, sure, but without risking any key players. Quite a busy week, actually, at the Liberty Stadium. Uh, Morgan Gibbs-White made a a return to Wolves, which is a, a, a blow, really, isn't it? It's it's the perils of what we spoke about, Ben. Steve Cooper's been incredibly shrewd in the loan market and the the loan signings really boosted Swansea squad this season. We all know the problem with loans is you don't own them, you know, and um, Morgan Gibbs-White, as you say, he spent three months trying to get fit, trying to get him back to the early season form. He came on the sub for five minutes. He's gone back to Wolves. That's the cutthroat nature of it. Casey Palmer as well. Hadn't excelled as a starter for Swansea, but was certainly a useful squad player. Scored a vital goal in the win over Stoke not so long ago. He's gone back to Bristol City. You know, there's two blows there. As a result, Brandon Cooper, who was getting excellent first-team experience at Newport County, what he needed has been recalled by Swansea as cover. You know, and Steve Cooper has been quite vociferous this week, and you can't blame him. He said the future of the club now has to be permanent signings mm. because when you have a situation like this, Swansea flying so high, currently second, despite teams below and games in hand, um, and then in the blink of an eye, all of a sudden, you're looking for two players in the transfer market. So, you know, this we, we spoke about this. This is the perilous situation Swansea are in. And, and you're right, it has been a busy week. And he'll be sweating now as well. Mark Huey in, in, in great form at the centre-back, owned by Chelsea. <laughs> he doesn't want to see a Chelsea yeah. centre-back go down this weekend. I can promise you that. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Well, well good luck to Swansea at Stevenage today. Uh, just picking out a few of the other ties, a midday start for Cardiff City. They go to Nottingham Forest, don't they? Yes, and another game which you think would be a hindrance for both sides, really. Nottingham Forest trying trying to stay up. Cardiff City in real trouble. Neil Harris's job on the line. The consensus there has been underperforming. The actually game that was called off through ice and snow at Rotherham the other week was was almost billed as as his crunch match. You know, I I don't think again tomorrow will be his priority. But at the same time, Neil Harris needs a win. You know, Cardiff, <clears throat> Cardiff were fully expected to be top six at the start of the season. The signing Kiefer Moore emphasised that. They've got a strong squad there. Harry Wilson, you know, owned by Liverpool. And I think they were expected to be a lot higher at the table than they are now. So I think if Neil Harris, I, I don't think it'll be his priority, but it's a, you know, he does need momentum, you know. So I think perhaps even more so than Swansea City, he may need to take that one seriously. We're looking for an FA Cup upset this weekend. Could it come on Sunday? I don't think it'll come in the Marine Tottenham game, to be honest, but it could come Newport Brighton, quarters away Sunday evening. Could that be an upset? Do you know what, Ben? Again, I'd say it's got all the makings of one. 
You know, Brighton mm. are likely to go down and rest players. You can't really blame Graham Potter for that. We know the schedule at the moment is relentless. You know, you have to give players a break whether you want to or not. Newport County at home, they've been in great form this season. You know, I'd be surprised if they don't go up from League Two. But again, will that hinder them? Because we all know where the priorities lie with clubs now. We, we know where the financial priorities lie. It's getting promotion. It doesn't matter what league you're in. And it's a sad state of affairs. You know, you, we talk back to what we did a few minutes ago and they were, Fans in Wrexham would have given their right arm just to be Arsenal that day. And yeah. like, it's not the case anymore. I, but I think, yes, that could potentially be an upset, especially if Brighton don't go down fully strength. But whether it would be Mike Flynn's priority, I don't know. Well, we shall see. That could be one to keep an eye out for on Sunday night. As a Tottenham fan, I'll be hoping that there's no upset as Spurs go to Marine at five o'clock on Sunday night. Marine, the lowest ranked side left in the competition. Fraser, thank you very much for being with us on FA Cup third round Saturday. We will hear from Fraser again Monday evening on Pure West Radio between seven and nine. And next, we'll turn our attention to the rugby. We've got Gordon Thomas joining us next for Saturday morning after Megan Trainer. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. Boom. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two. But I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. Cause I got that boom, boom that all the boys chase. All the right junk and all the right places. I see the magazine working out Photoshop. We know that ain't real. Come on now, make it stop. If you got beauty, beauty, just raise them up. Cause every inch of you is perfect from the bottom to the top. Yeah, my mama, she told me. Trainer and all about that base on Pure West Radio. Good morning, I'm Ben Stone. 
It's Saturday morning and Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. And before we hand over to Frank at nine o'clock, we're going to talk to our very own Gordon Thomas, top man, to look ahead to some of the rugby that's going on, also some of the rugby news from this week. Two Welsh derbies in the Pro 14 to talk to Gordon about. Cardiff Blues against the Scarlets kicks off at 25 to 8. But Gordon, first up at 5.15 this evening, it's the Dragons against the Ospreys. Yes, uh, the Ospreys uh, have momentum at the moment, Ben. Uh, they beat Cardiff Blues, while the Dragons have suffered two uh, Derby Day defeats uh, of late. Uh, former Neath Wales and Captain Kevin Phillips' son Ivan starts at hooker uh, for the Ospreys. So that's a, a local lad who was actually the man of the match for the Ospreys against the Blues when they turned out on New Year's Day as well. So he's a fine talent and he plays in the same position as our very own Sam Parry as well. So there's a local uh, spot up for grabs there, definitely, mate. Um, fly off Stephen Myler captains uh, Toby Booth's team tonight. Um, so the Dragons uh, coach recalls uh, Jamie Roberts in mm -hmm. the centre. Uh, he's a top-class centre. He missed the New Year's Day clash uh, with the Scarlet. So uh, I would expect the Ospreys to possibly uh, win that one. The Dragons are playing a little bit of catch-up uh, against the other regions at this moment in time as well, Ben. But, um, yeah, I forecast an Ospreys win tonight for that one, yeah. OK, the second game then, as you say, 25 to 8 is Cardiff Blues against the Scarlets. Interesting game, this one, because Di Young is back in charge of the Blues as interim coach tonight. Yeah, it's his second spell in charge. Um, he uh, had nine years at the Wasps, uh, Ben, and before that he had uh, nine years with Cardiff Blues. So in total, 18 years of rugby, and he's back at uh, the helm at uh, the Arms Park Club. It's a great move for the Blues, I believe, having Dai Young back. He won't mm -hmm. be uh, in the dugout uh, tonight. Richard Hodges will take ch charge of the team. That'll, that'll be interesting. He'll bring a lot to the table. He understands the game inside and out, uh, to be fair to Dai Young. And the last time the Blues, I think, won trophies was actually under his tenure. So mm. it, it'll be a good move for them. But the Blues for tonight have made eight changes uh, to the team that was beaten by the Ospreys on New Year's Day, Ben. Yeah. Uh, Blues are boosted with the return of internationals Jared Evans, Corey Hill and uh, Ian Botham's grandson, uh, James. He's back. Mm -hmm. uh, also, the Scarlets are uh, getting back to some uh, kind of form and their players are returning as well. It's a welcome comeback for Liam Williams, who is joined on uh, the trail by fellow internationals Lee Halfpenny, Jonathan Davis, mm -hmm. Johnny Williams and Gareth Davis. And there's also good news for Pembrokeshire back row forward, Josh McLeod, who cruelly got injured just before those autumn internationals to miss out on a cap. He's back in the back row tonight and I wish him all the best. So the big guns are back for the Scarlets. That should be an interesting game, yeah, actually. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are. That will be a good game. Yeah, yeah I am expecting the Scarlets to win that with the strength and depth they got back. But uh, on saying that, yeah, the boys haven't played together for a little while, so they might be a little bit ring rusty and, and the Blues may take advantage with home advantage of that factor as well. So it won't be easy for the Scarlets, but I would expect them just to cross the line uh, and, and win that game. Well, let's uh, hope in, for two in, good games. In the capital city. 
Yeah, because I know our own Fraser Watson has been a bit critical of the the spectacle, hasn't he, of some of the recent games? So yeah, it is difficult. You know, they've had a lot of criticism. Mm. All the regions have over this uh, festive period. They've been criticised for the way that they play the game. There's probably too much box kicking going on, uh, too much kicking for territory, and not enough uh, skills and handling. Uh, you know, uh, uh, that's what we want to see is a bit more flair. Uh, in games, but um, at the moment, with conditions the way they are, they're cold, wet, and horrible. Um, you have to do the best what you mm. can to um, put points on the board. So the players won't be thinking how badly uh, the games are looking. All they'll be looking at is the results. That's no important to them. Yeah, you're right. And also, we got the internationals coming off shortly, so a lot of those players will want to put their hands up for a, a Welsh uh, squad place as well. So they will have to impress at the weekend. Definitely tonight, definitely. One thing we spoke about actually over the, the Christmas and New Year break, Gordon, was the Lions tour to South Africa, of course. This week, you, you read the comments coming out of the Lions camp and yeah. out whether that's going to go ahead. We'll, we'll have to wait. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? And, you know, we, we spoke last week about this and looking forward to uh, the summer tour of South Africa. A Lions uh, tour mm. is always something special, isn't it? But obviously with this current pandemic, it's causing havoc with everything we do. So the Lions have planned um, to go to uh, South Africa in the summer to play eight matches, including three test uh, matches as well. But at this moment in time, it's looking in jeopardy, in it? So mm. I know that both parties are meeting in the months of January and February to uh, try and come to some sort of solution. And there was uh, an idea of the Lions actually playing over a year against South Africa. Well, you can't really call that a tour then, can you? No. But, um, you know, the COVID pandemic is really serious. The vaccine is out now. It's, it all depends what happens over the next months going towards yeah. the summer. There won't be any rash decisions, I don't think, anyway, Ben. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, yeah. And hopefully it will go ahead. But at this moment in time, you're right, it probably won't go ahead. Yeah. OK. Uh, we started the show. I was talking to Bill Khan about Johnny Thomas. I'm sure you'd like to add your, your best wishes to, to Johnny, the new head coach of Worcester Warriors. And he's taken Mark Jones uh, with him as well to form part of his backroom staff, Gordon, which is which is great to see as well. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Jonathan Thomas is a great, uh, he was a great player, great individual, very intellect. He understands the game inside and out. Uh, he's obviously been uh, at the Bristol Bears and now he's at the Worcester Warriors. Uh, he will do well, I believe. Uh, he has the right uh, IQ yeah. and uh, he, he will get his uh, point across to the players in w which particular way they want to play. Uh, and I wish Jonathan all the very best for his coaching uh, yeah. in this, you know, the head role after the Warriors. He could be a future uh, Welsh uh, coach, you know, and it's great to see that the Welsh coaches like Diane is back as well. I think it's important that we bring our own Welsh coaches through mm. at this moment in time. There's too many, um, we rely too heavily on New Zealand coaches, in my humble opinion. There's got to be a lot of former players coming through and hopefully doing their coaching badges and staying within the regions to, to boost uh, the Welsh squad. 
And I think that's probably a really good place to end the show. Big congratulations to Johnny Thomas, Pembrokeshire's very own head coach of the Worcester Warriors. That may well be a subject we return to on Pure West Sport. You can join us on Monday evening between 7 and 9pm. We'll be live on Facebook between 8 and 9. So do make sure you join us for that. Very much looking forward to it. Have a great rest of your weekend. Coming up next, it's Frank taking you through Saturday morning right here on Pure West Radio. (laughs) 